This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. Thank you for listening to these podcasts. Dr. Hoffman and I greatly appreciate it. We enjoy the questions that you send us to questions at, at drhoffman.net, questions at drhoffman.net. You can also include topics of interest. Do feel free. We love to hear from you. And I love to weigh in on a weekly basis and tell you what I'm thinking about, telling you what I find compelling. And by the way, if you don't already subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine newsletter, it's free, comes out once a week. Go to drhoffman.com, that's drhoffman.com, and subscribe. It's in the upper right-hand corner. We won't use your email for any other purpose than the newsletter, and you may unsubscribe at any time. An important topic, we're seeing more and more type 1 diabetes, juvenile diabetes, the kind of diabetes that is autoimmune in nature, where the immune system is attacking the islet cells of the pancreas where insulin is made. And we're talking specifically about type 1 diabetes prevention, which is different from type 2, which is a lifestyle choice, in my humble opinion. Type 2 diabetes is a lifestyle choice. You're not moving around, you're eating too many carbs, and that's what happens. Diabetes is what happens. You can reverse that completely. This is about type 1 diabetes. The prevalence of both autoimmune disease and pediatric chronic disease, things like asthma and things like that, have risen dramatically in our country over the years. Recent reporting from the National Search for Diabetes in Youth Study indicates that the estimated prevalence of the autoimmune condition type 1 diabetes continues to rise for children and teens in the United States. Further, global statistics indicate that the prevalence and insolence of this autoimmune disease is increasing worldwide. Makes me wonder what is going on here. Now, in addition to genetic predisposition, Research suggests that environmental 
and early life factors may influence type 1 diabetes risk and the development of the disease. Now, I know there's a lot of attention being paid to genetic predisposition. This is important, but we've got to look at environment and early life factors. So, type 1 diabetes targets the pancreatic islet beta cells and the risk for and progression of this autoimmune disease includes both genetics and interactions with environmental exposures. Genetic predisposition, including HLA genotype and immune markers, such as autoantibodies, they in- indicate a, a risk level for patients. Research suggests that those children with an affected first-degree relative have a tenfold higher risk of type 1 diabetes compared with the general population. So, you know, take a good look at your parents, your brothers, your sisters, grandparents. Relevant to high-risk children, observational studies suggest that type 1 diabetes-associated autoantibodies may be present from the first year of life. Markers of islet autoimmunity are autoantibodies that appear before potential progression to type 1 diabetes. Hey, maybe it's worth it to test. In addition, studies indicate that immune biomarkers of type 1 diabetes may be diverse with individual at-risk patients displaying combinations of autoantibodies, T-cell profiles, and other biomarkers that suggest personalized prediction, prevention, and treatment approaches. This is all about integrative functional medicine nutrition And it's all personalized. The N of one, which is you, the person, the patient, not the population study where one size treatment fits all. It doesn't work that way. So from early life, whether related to maternal influences on fetal development during pregnancy or exposures during infancy and childhood, environmental factors may contribute to type 1 diabetes risk and progression. Now, here are some examples. Number one is pre-pregnancy obesity. A large cohort study found that both maternal pre-pregnancy obesity And paternal obesity, hey men, you're not in the clear here. It's not just mom who might be obese. Maybe it's dad. A large cohort study found that both maternal pre-pregnancy obesity and paternal obesity, rather than pregnancy weight gain, were associated with childhood onset type 1 diabetes. And you know, 
pregnancy weight gain can be anywhere from 10 pounds to 40 pounds. It depends. Number two, pollution. A 2020 retrospective cohort study investigated maternal exposures to common, common air pollutants and suggested that ozone exposure during the first trimester of pregnancy was associated with increased pediatric diabetes risk. This is so important because often women don't even know they're pregnant in the first trimester. So this is important. Number three, food antigens. Pay attention to this one. Early introduction to cow's milk and maternal gluten intake may play an important role for those children at increased risk for type 1 diabetes. A national cohort study in Denmark that we're talking about 67,565 pregnancies, the study in Denmark, found that a child's type 1 diabetes risk increased in proportion with maternal gluten consumption during pregnancy. Now, I want to make, make mention here. I remember in the days of Dr. Atkins, he often spoke of if he had uh, a child, a new patient who had newly diagnosed type 1 diabetes, he would remove that from their diet, especially cow's milk, especially milk, any dairy, and gluten. And in some cases, I've seen a reversal of the type 1 diabetes. We're talking newly diagnosed now, not a child who's had type 1 diabetes for a few years, although it's still helpful, the removal of the particular antigens that kind of egg on the immune system in the wrong way. So we're talking about cow's milk and gluten. Number four, breastfeeding. A 2018 systematic re review and meta-analysis of 31 observational studies suggested that breastfeeding may have a protective effect. It absolutely would. With longer exclusive breastfeeding associated with reduced type 1 diabetes risk. Number five, viral exposure. A large 2019 cohort study, we're talking about one and a half million infants based on US, U.S. data from the years 2001 to 2017, found a 33% reduction in type 1 diabetes risk after the completion of a rotavirus vaccine series compared to those who did not complete the series. That's very interesting. Now, a 2021 meta-analysis of case control observational studies, 1,425 participants, identified small but significant associations between virome composition and development of islet autoimmunity. So this is really interesting stuff. Okay.
Number, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six. The microbiome. Always the microbiome. Continuing research suggests that early microbiome influences, including gut dysbiosis, may also contribute to type 1 diabetes risk and disease progression. A 2018 observational study investigating stool samples from mostly white non-Hispanic children, we're talking about 783 children, found that children with genetic predisposition for type 1 diabetes and signs of islet autoimmunity had higher levels of streptococcus group mitis oralis pneumoniae species while controls had a higher abundance of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, particular species of those. Further, the microbial composition of the children in the control group included more genes related to the fermentation and production of short-chain fatty acids. Short-chain fatty acids are supremely important to the bowel. Supremely important. And the last one, intestinal permeability. Increased intestinal permeability, commonly known as leaky gut, plays a role in autoimmune disease. It is said in the functional and integrative medicine and nutrition circles that a leaky gut is what precedes autoimmunity. It absolutely plays a role in autoimmune disease, specifically in individuals with genetic predisposition to autoimmunity. The upregulation of zonulin, which is the moderator the modulator, rather, of intracellular tight junctions and regulator of the mucosal immune response leads to altered epithelial tight junctions and increased susceptibility to environmental triggers potentially leading to autoimmune disease, including type 1 diabetes. So, It's very important, those with a genetic predisposition to autoimmunity. And in the case of celiac disease, we often look at HLA, DQ2, and DQ6, those particular genes that are, you know, people would be predisposed, would have that predisposition. So a leaky gut, you know, research trials that investigate pharmaceutical, non-pharmaceutical prevention approaches for the development of type 1 diabetes tend to focus on high-risk individuals who have a genetic predisposition as well as those who have diagnosed islet autoimmunity, which is the hallmark of type 1 diabetes. So nutritional considerations for this. I know there was another study, and I believe this was a Denmark study too, Those women, while they were pregnant, who had higher vitamin D levels, had like over a 30% less chance in their offspring of having type 1 diabetes. So vitamin D is also critical 
We know that low vitamin D is associated with many illnesses, but specifically in autoimmunity, such as type 1 diabetes. Other critical things to look at is omega-3 fatty acids, probiotics, and to look for any deficiencies. And again, environmental exposures that impact type 1 diabetes risk. We, we, we need to look at that because all of this picture may potentially hold the promise for prevention. Dietary strategies have shown positive results in reducing islet immunity rates and type 1 diabetes risk. The removal of milk, the removal of dairy, specifically cow's milk, but I would even go so far as to say all milk except mother's milk. I'm talking about other animal milk. And the removal of gluten. A 2007 observational study based on dietary intake data found that omega-3 fatty acid consumption by children with an increased genetic risk for type 1 diabetes reduced the risk of developing islet autoimmunity. Inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. And as I said earlier, and here is more of this, a 2013 meta-analysis of cohort and case-controlled studies found that vitamin D intake during early life may have protective effects, reducing the risk of type 1, diabe- type 1 diabetes. So we're seeing more and more cases of autoimmunity and pediatric, pediatric chronic disease, including type 1 diabetes. We need to look for, just as, as we say in the functional medicine model, targets the underlying causes and addresses those antecedents. It addresses those triggers that influence the progression of autoimmune conditions like type 1 diabetes. So from preconception and prenatal care to recognizing pertinent environmental exposures and proactive approaches, in addition to insulin, functional medicine interventions implement personalized prevention and treatment strategies that will lead to better health outcomes. This is important stuff. I even have patients come to me before they become pregnant. Layla, what do I need to do to have a healthy pregnancy? One of the first things I ask them is how many silver fillings are in your teeth? Right? That's a mercury exposure. However, be careful. Don't run out to your dentist, especially if it's a mainstream dentist, to have those fillings removed and replaced with composite fillings because often the removal of those silver fillings, we're talking about environmental exposure here, right? The removal of those fillings can make you more toxic, cause higher mercury levels in you. So you want to go to a holistic biological dentist who would be able to do that properly. We check for vitamin D levels. We check for any nutritional deficiencies. We make sure they're at a healthy weight and eating a very whole foods-based, unadulterated foods diet, organic, making sure they're avoiding food allergens, all of that to get ready for a healthy weight. 
Some women undergo a detox before deciding to get pregnant just to give them the best opportunity to have a healthy pregnancy. All of this is important in the prevention of type 1 diabetes in your child. All of it. And again, I am bothered by seeing, we're seeing more and more prevalence and apparently the incidence and prevalence is worldwide, not just here. And I know that our environment, our toxic world, even our polluted food, the use of gluten, dairy, the use of other additives, preservatives, emulsifiers, gums and things in our food, especially in processed food, all of these contribute because all of those contribute to a leaky gut. And once that leaky gut is established, that is the leader. It opens the door for autoimmune disease, such as type 1 diabetes. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.